Uh, what's up, Casey? Hi. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, so we're going to be going over more Bible today. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to be pretty much finishing up Joshua. Yeah. Um, and so I've got a little little outline for what we're going over today. All I, right. I worked on it, and I think that it's perfectly exactly what we're going to be talking about. All right, hit me with it. All right, I'll hit you with my best shot. Okay. <laughs> So, Josh has been murdering a whole bunch of people, and so he divides all the spoils amongst all of his people. Uh, and then, you know, he's got all of his individual tribes, but the Levites are going to get divvied up amongst all of them because they, of course, are the priests, and they need to be divvied up amongst all their people. Uh, but, you know, while all this is happening, Josh is preparing for his death, so he talks to Reuben on the side about it. Uh, but two and a half tribes on the other side of whatever the fuck river they're na- next to. Jordan. Whatever. Um, <laughs> two and a half of the tribes built an altar, and that was just not going to fly with the rest of fucking Israel or God's chosen people. So there was almost a East-West Civil War kind of situation there. I mean, bloods were against Crips. I don't <laughs> I don't know what the East Side gangs are called. Anyways, um, but as it turns out, they just assumed shit. Like, uh, you know, they were going to get cut off from the main group of the Jews. And um, but they explain, ah, but, you know, we have calendars and shit. And uh, obviously we weren't going to be sacrificing shit at these altars. So they're just like little mock altars and whatnot. But it's in our calendar. So, you know, that uh, that's what happened. Um, (laughs) So they after that, they were like, oh, that's cool, G. And they they flashed their blood and crypt signs and they parted like it was 3099 BCE. Um Then then Joshua addresses the West Side for being total dipshits and whatnot and speaks to some motherfucker called Shechem or Shechem, whatever the fuck that is. Um, And then, of course, like the old man that he is, uh, Josh recaps the entire history. I mean, this is like going over and asking grandpa for the sugar and he tells you his whole life fucking story. And that's not what you asked. Um, And then he challenges these people to recommit to God and then he tests their recommitment. Um, and we're going to figure out how well they do on that. I think they do all right. I don't know. And then he takes a uh, play out of God's book and writes with a lightning dick on some stone about some stuff. So, I mean, that's that's spot on. It was... It, it was all right. <laughs> there are no bloods or crypts. The, no bloods or crips. I'm fairly certain that we, like, in our pre-meeting, we did the whole blood symbol. We did not. Symbol, no, we And didn't. we were like, oh, this is the West Side? We did It's spelled blood. I mean, you got to figure they've been cutting down people all over the place. They've got to be, like, a form of the bloods. Perhaps. These but are the first bloods. Perhaps, but we did not do that in pre-meeting, and I have evidence. No, how? The pre-meeting. Oh, you mean on the patron, the patron feed. Yeah. Patreon. Well, patron, Patreon. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want evidence that we didn't do that, then you'll have to go over there and become a patron. Yeah. Yeah. Subtle hint. What's up, heathens? How, how y'all, y'all doing? doing? Uh, how you doing, Casey? I'm 
good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you guys know kind of what we're going to be talking about. So let's head on into it. Now, uh, today is three days in one. Yes. And so we're going to be sort of cruising past two days. There's a couple points in there that we need to point out. But uh, other than that, uh, you know, we're going to be getting on. We're going to be sticking with the story of it. And that's with the uh, east side, west side feud of the Jews. <laughs> yeah. So normally we go through like one day in this book, you know, because it's split out by days. Today we're going to be doing three because this this section, you know, last last time we went over Joshua and the Israelites took over all the land, killed all the kings, all the people, all the shit, whatever. And now they have all this land and all these people and they have to divide among it. So they go through and partition the land, um, give it, well, tell everybody what their inheritance is, the city that they, the, the cities that they've acquired, the rivers, the borders, and they just go through all that shit. It is very, very boring and lots of things they can't pronounce. So we're <laughs> not going to do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it's really not, it's really not that important. Some people are like, hey, it's not fair. I didn't get enough, blah, blah, blah. And they have a little, just minor little things here ask a question joshua answers it's over so we don't really need to deal with that however couple things of note in joshua oh so we're gonna that whole portion of the dividing of the cities and everything takes us from joshua 13 through the end of joshua 21 um but in joshua 20 um there is a section where it talks about the cities of refuge. And I don't know if you guys recall, but the cities of refuge are meant for the people who like accidentally kill another person and they want to go hide. Well, they have to go hide from the Avenger of blood. You remember when we talked about this, GE? Yeah, I, I, I still, every time you say Avenger of blood, I think of a caped crusader Jew running around <laughs> And it's like his his cape is like magical and it's just dripping blood all the time. And he like hops into town and he's like, I am the Avenger of Blood. Bring me out to your offenders. Yeah. Well, so when the Avenger of Blood comes, the reason that they go to the city of refuge is so that the city won't give them up. They're not allowed to give them up to the Avenger of Blood. So that's why they go there so they can live, basically. Okay. So once they divide out all the cities and all of the land, they set up the these six cities of refuge that anybody can go to. And they are spread throughout so that they can all get to one fairly easily. OK, um, then they have to divide the Levites because the Levites can't live as a tribe by themselves in one place because they're all of the priests. So the priests have to be divided amongst all of the other tribes. So in Joshua 21, that's what they do. Um, they divide all of the Levites out by tribe. And that takes us through to Joshua 22. Um, at the end of Joshua, they do, however, summarize that the promise of the, that God's promise is fulfilled. It says, so the Lord gave Israel all the land he had sworn to give their forefathers, and they took possession of it and settled there. The Lord gave them the rest on the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he has sworn to their forefathers. Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord handed all of their enemies over to them. Not one of the Lord's good promises to the house of Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. Okay, so that ends Joshua chapter 21. I mean, God wouldn't be God if he like reneged on 
you know, any one particular promise that he made. That's true, I um, guess, unless he just decided he... It's like, if you, if you don't obey me, I will shove fireballs up your ass. And, I mean, he came through with that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. If you guys don't know about that one, you got to go back and rewatch some episodes. So Yeah, Aaron's sons. Yeah, his, his sons, mm-hmm. they died through an anal fireballs. Fireball. <laughs> okay, so... That recap that we just did was actually two full days of what would be like two full normal episodes of the Daily Bible podcast in, oh, not very long. So less than 10 minutes. Well, yeah, but that includes your crazy recap at the beginning. (laughs) It does. (laughs) So you said that I got it nearly correct. (laughs) Your crazy crazy recap. (laughs) I mean, you call him Crips and Bloods and you said that he went to talk to some guy when actually that. Shechem is a place, not a person. But anyway, you know, it's fine. We'll get there. I like how you didn't mention, like, how Reuben was not a guy. It's a whole tribe. Reuben is a tribe, but Reuben is, Reuben was, was a person. Well, yeah, but I don't think Reuben's alive now. No. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, there's a lot of content in these chat, in these chapters that we skipped, but it's city names, rivers, borders shit that is really super boring and i don't want to make that any more than you want to listen to it yeah (laughs) which i think that was probably what march 13th and 14th in the book if if you want to go and you actually want to read all of that bullshit march 13th and 14th in the daily bible that we're using yeah it's the uh the daily bible um, yeah, it's the one that on, on the thumbnail. It's got yeah. the it's got the book on the thumbnail. Yes, but if you don't, you don't really need to do that. If you can just you can just look up on the internet uh, Joshua chapter thirteen through twenty one. That might be better. And that's what we one. skipped. <laughs> okay, so moving forward, Joshua chapter twenty two. Yay! Joshua by this time is a pretty old guy. Oh no! Wonder why he's so long winded. So he realizes that he needs to go through, go and address the tribes of Israel and address the people and talk to them and provide them basically last, not necessarily instructions, more so like guidance for their future before he dies. Right. So and I mean, I guess that's just what they do. Like these old fucks that are the leaders of these people talk a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. So. The first thing he does is address the Eastern tribes. And if you don't remember, the Eastern tribes are the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half tribe of Manasseh. And he tells them, you have done all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded, and you have obeyed me in everything I commanded. For a long time now, to this very day, you have not deserted your brothers, but have carried out the mission the Lord your God gave you. Now that the Lord your God has given your brothers rest as he promised, return to your homes in the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you on the other side of the Jordan. But be very careful to keep the commandment and the, and the law that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to obey his commands, to hold fast to him, and to serve him with all your heart and your soul. Who who determines, like, what God says exactly? Well, Moses and Joshua. Well, no, I mean, but 
I don't know. It's just kind of like, oh, yes, I, I assure you, God says this. Cut off the tip of your dicks. Like, I don't know. I would have to question that. Like, I would question everything they tell me as to whether or not God actually does want us to do that. That's why you're an atheist, John. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I mean, these people don't have any fucking sense. <laughs> and, right. and that is to this day. So, <laughs> so. Those two and a half tribes, right, because we've got uh, Reubenites, Gadites, and the half tribe of Manasseh, they um, they go on home. Joshua sent them home and blessed them, saying, return to your homes with your great wealth, with large herds of livestock, with silver, gold, bronze, and iron, and a great quantity of clothing, and divide with your brothers the plunder from your enemies. So the Reubenites, Gadites, and half-tribe of Manasseh left the Israelites at Shiloh in Canaan to return to Gilead, their own land, which they had acquired in accordance with the commandment of the Lord through Moses. Remember Moses took over those two kings over there? Ogin. What was his oh, name? Oh, yeah. Those are the two kings he defeated while Joshua yes. got it. He picked up the slack of everybody else. <laughs> yeah, it was like a um, Simeon, not Simeon, uh, Sihon. Sihon and Og. The Simeon king. That was the that was the monkey god. <laughs> Whatever. Sihon and Og. Um, so that's where they got that. Okay. So when they get home, they do divide all of that stuff, but they also do this. You ready? When they come home to Geliloth, near the Jordan in the land of Canaan, the Reubenites, Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh built an imposing altar there by the Jordan. And when the Israelites heard that they had built an, built an altar on the border of Canaan near the Jordan on the Israelite side, the whole assembly of Israel gathered at Shiloh to go to war against them. Oh, wow. Okay, because here's the deal. The only altar on which Jews are allowed to make sacrifices is the temple. Mm -hmm. And the temple is not on the eastern side of the Jordan. It's on the western side of the Jordan with the rest of the Israelites. So the fact that these two and a half tribes build an altar, it, it worried the western tribes, okay? Mm -hmm. So the Israelites sent, sent Phineas, son of um, Eleazar, to the priest the, in Lent. One. <laughs> they sent Phineas, a good old chap from Scotland or some shit. And Phineas seems like one of those. It's like when you're watching the credits of a movie and it's it's like been like a kung fu movie. And then you see Bill in there and you're just like, the fuck are you doing there, Bill? <laughs> yeah. So um, that's who they sent. And. Let's see. With him, they sent 10 of the chief men, one for each of the tribes of Israel, each the head of a family division among the Israelite clans. When they went to Gilead to Reuben Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh, they said to them, the whole assembly of the Lord says, how could you break faith with the God of Israel like this? How could you turn away from the Lord and build yourselves an altar in rebellion against him now? Was not the sin of Peor enough for us? Up to this very day, we have not cleansed ourselves from that sin, even though a plague fell on the community of the Lord. Are you now turning away from the Lord? If you rebel against the Lord today, tomorrow he will be angry with the whole community of Israel. If the land you possess is defiled, come over to the Lord's land where the Lord's tabernacle stands and share the land with us. But do not rebel against the Lord or against us by building an altar for yourselves other than the altar of the Lord, our God. 
when uh, Achan, son of Zerah, acted unfaithfully regarding the devoted uh, things, did not the wrath come upon the whole community of Israel? He was not the only one who died for his sin. So the eastern tribes basically, uh, I mean, obviously have to explain themselves to the western tribes or else they're about to go to war, right? Mm -hmm. So Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh replied to the heads of the clans of Israel, the mighty one God is the Lord, the mighty one God, the Lord. He knows and he and let Israel know if this has been in rebellion or disobedience to the Lord, do not spare us this day. If we have built our own altar to turn away from the Lord and to offer burnt offerings and grain offerings or to sacrifice fellowship offerings on it, may the Lord himself call us to account. No, we did it for fear that someday your descendants might say to ours, what do you have to do with the Lord, the God of Israel? The Lord has made the Jordan a boundary between us and you, you Reubenites and Gadites. You have no share in the Lord. So your descendants might cause ours to stop fearing the Lord. That is why we said, let us get ready and build an, build an altar, but not for burnt offerings or sacrifices. On the contrary, it is to be a witness between us and you and the generations that follow. And we will worship the Lord at his sanctuary with our burnt offerings, sacrifices, and fellowship offerings. Then in the future, your descendants will not be able to say to ours, you have no share in the Lord. And we said, if they ever say to us or our descendants, we will answer, Look at the replica of this of the Lord's altar, which our fathers built, not for burnt offerings and sacrifices, but as a witness between us and you. Far be it from us to rebel against the Lord and turn away from him today by building an altar for burnt offerings, grain offerings, and sacrifices, other than the altar of the Lord our God that stands before his tabernacle. So basically, they wanted a statement saying, hey, we're still part of the group, y'all. And so, and they didn't even bother to discuss it with people. Yeah. Because they felt, they felt like, oh, you're just going to cut us off. We're, we're just, we're not even important to you. So we had to make our own fucking altar. (laughs) Well, it's not that they're not important to them today. The Israelites alive, not today, but then in that day, it's not like they didn't know, but they were concerned about future generations because there is this natural barrier, barrier between them. And they were not only concerned that the rest of the tribes of Israel would not consider them part of Israel and so they would be left out, but they were also concerned for their descendants that their descendants might turn away from God because they don't consider themselves part of the tribe of Israel. And then they would be basically damned. Well, I mean, but I I guess I I don't understand how that could, like, if they kept to the traditions, if they... Of reading all the everything. Yeah, Yeah. and and they were in constant communication with, you know, the tribes on the other side. Mm -hmm. I don't see how that could really be a a worry. It it feels like they're just, they had a panic attack for a minute, and then they're like, quick, build an altar so everybody knows we're still Jews. (laughs) I mean, I mean, it's kind of like, well, the fact that we cut off the tips of our dicks kind of proves it, doesn't it? <laughs> Why do we do this? Oh, fuck. I don't know, kid. Just. I, like, th- I think they basically just wanted to make sure that they were still considered part of the tribes because there is this natural border between them. Yeah, but uh, I guess I still don't understand, like, why that would really ever be a concern considering their entire society 
is centered around like worshiping the Jewish God and being part of the Jewish society and everything. I don't know. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, babe. Oh, okay. Okay. Because <laughs> this was written well after the fact. Yeah. I so know. I mean, it may it it seems silly now because of all the rules and everything, but I mean, things can happen. Again, given the natural boundary, things can happen. They can get a little more separated. They're not as integrated into the rest of the Israelites as they all are with each other. So they just, you yeah, know. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not like they're going to wake up one day. It's like, whoo, wait, who the fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> I what agree. am I doing here? I agree. Whoa, what the fuck happened to my dick? <laughs> <laughs> it's not about them forgetting. It's about the other people forgetting. Well, no, it's a generational thing. Well, no, I understand. But I mean, like it's it like at, at some point there would have to be like one group that didn't impart the knowledge onto right. their 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 children. Right. right. And so like that one group would have to wake up one day like, holy fuck, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. Well, it seems like that if if it were to fall like out of memory, mm-hmm. then well, yeah, well, maybe but, not even fall out of memory for them, but uh, I don't know if for whatever reason they couldn't go, it would have to be for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. If for whatever reason they couldn't go and join up with the rest of them, you know, to do the sacrifices and shit that they're supposed to do once a year. And then there's the seven year thing that they're supposed to do. It never should happen. There's no way that this that either side should forget about the other, that they're part of each other. Um, that should never be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just trying to ward that off in yeah. case shit. Okay. It's like insurance. I, I mean, I can, in, in some sense I can understand. So, uh, but to get back on track here, they said, Oh, we built a foe, a, a, a mock, you know, thing. And we're not going to sacrifice shit here. It's just to remind us that we're still Jews. Yeah. It's symbolic. I mean, okay. uh, again, the circumcision thing doesn't remind them enough, but uh, right. Go ahead. So, so when Phineas the priest and the leaders uh, of the community, all those, the you know, the ten heads of the clans of the Israelites, heard what Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh had to say, they were pleased, and so uh, they basically said, "Today we know that the Lord is with us because you have not acted unfaithfully toward the Lord in this matter. Now you have rescued the Israelites from the Lord's hands." Um, <laughs> I like you've rescued us from the Lord's hands because you know what he does with them hands all the time <laughs> makes jerking off motion. Well, he's so they're afraid, too. So like it, because if the if the tribes, it's not just the tribes on the east of the Jordan that are concerned, because if they don't do the right things because they're not as integrated then and, you know, start having other traditions or being led astray or whatever. God will fuck all of the Israelites. Yeah. So they each side has to keep the other in check. So it's it's got they've got to be extremely integrated, which is probably why when they heard about this altar, the tribes in the east immediately went to them and were like, what the fuck are you doing? So, I mean, it's kind of it, it is a very close relationship, even though they're on other sides of the river. It should never be a problem. But but here we are. So they celebrate. Um they were gl- uh, the leaders went back to the west where they belong on the other side of the Jordan. They were glad to hear the report. Uh, they praised God. They talked no more about going to war um, against them to devastate the country. Uh, and the Reubenites and Gadites gave their altar this name. Okay, so this is the name of the altar that on the east side of the Jordan. A witness between us that the Lord is God. 
Say, what? Hold on. Say that again. A witness between us mm-hmm. that the Lord is God. Okay. Okay. Just, so, just between you and me. Okay. There's a third witness. Is that what it means? Between the two, between the tribes in the east and the tribes in the west, that sits in the middle Uh on the on the the east side of the Jordan. Like as a witness to their. okay, their communal nature, the fact that they're one tribe, they're not one. I was taking witness a little too literally. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. So that takes care of the eastern tribes. We don't have to hear about them anymore today, necessarily. Okay? So then we're back to Joshua, right? Okay. Now he's going to address... He does three... He addresses three different times. He does three different addresses. So the first one was the tribes of the East. Now he's going to address the Western tribes. So after a long time had passed, we have no idea, and the Lord had given Israel rest from all their enemies around them, Joshua, by then old and well and advanced in years, summoned all Israel, their elders, leaders, judges, and officials, and said to them, I am old and well advanced in years. Thank you, Joshua. (laughs) (laughs) You yourselves have seen everything the Lord your God has done to all of these nations for your sake. It was the Lord your God who fought for you. Remember how I have allotted as an inheritance For your tribes, all the land of the nations that remain, the nations I conquered between the Jordan and the Great Sea, which is the Mediterranean, Uh uh, the Great Sea in the West, the Lord, your God himself will drive them out of your way. He will push them out before you and you will take possession of their land as the Lord, your God promised you. Be very strong. Be careful to obey all that is written in the book of the law of Moses without turning aside to the right or the left. Do not associate with these nations that remain among you. Do not invoke the names uh, of their gods or swear by them. You must not serve them or bow down to them, but you are to hold fast to the Lord your God as you have until now. The Lord has driven out before you great and powerful nations. To this day, no one has been able to withstand you. One of you routes a thousand because the Lord your God fights for you just as he promised. So be very careful to love the Lord your God. But if you turn away and ally yourselves with the survivors of these nations that remain among you, I don't know how there are survivors that remain, except yeah, for what, except for the, oh, what are the fucks that we, the, the ones that, that, that lied to them. Oh, yeah. I remember who you're talking about. The, they lied to them. It's like the, the Gibbons. Gibbonites? Yes. Yep. Gibeonites. Gibeonites. Ah, steel trap is what I have. (laughs) So maybe that's who they're talking about. Anyway. Well, I mean, because they're supposed to go and utterly destroy all of these places and kill every single living thing, including men, uh, men, women, children, babies and livestock. And livestock in some of the places. Lives not in all the the other places they take them. Oh, okay. They don't always, Still. I don't know how they decide if they kill the livestock in a city or not. I'm not sure, I'm not sure how they, what the difference is between the ones that they do and the ones that they don't. Yeah. So if you turn away and ally yourselves with the survivors of these nations that remain among you, and if you intermarry with them and associate with them, 
Then you may be sure that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations before you. Instead, they will become snares and traps for you, whips on your backs and thorns in your eyes until you perish from this good land, which the Lord your God has given you. Now, I am about to go the way of all the earth. You know with all of your heart and soul that not one of all the good promises the Lord your God has gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. But just as every good promise of the Lord your God has come true, so the Lord will bring on you all the evil he has threatened until he has destroyed you from this good land he has given you. If you violate the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, and go and serve other gods and bow down to them, then the Lord's anger will burn against you and you will quickly perish from the good land he has given you. So don't fuck up or he'll kill you. Mm, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's been his, you know, his, uh, uh MO. Yeah. Mo what is it? Modus operandi. Yeah. There you go. That's what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> Steel trap. Steel trap. <laughs> Okay, one more address that he has to go through. Okay. At Shechem. Ah, Shechem, that Shechem. motherfucker. It's not a person, it is a place. Oh. Okay. So then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He summoned the elders, leaders, judges, and officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. Oh, like whipped out their dicks? Um, I assume their dicks were attached to their bodies. Presented themselves to God. I kind of figured I was like, oh, like just like walked up and opened their robes and whipped their dicks out. I don't, I don't know. Like the, the I don't know the minute details of the presentment. Um, well, I figured somebody had to go around and make sure they were all cut, right? Otherwise, it's kind of like you're not Jewish enough. I mean, I don't know. This isn't like a public bathroom where they're checking for like trans people. <laughs> Come on, we got some decency out here. It's not like we're in the bathroom. Excuse me, I'd like to see your genitalia. <laughs> you know what's interesting about that is that the only people that are asking to see genitalia in a bathroom are Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say it. Okay. Um, so this actually this this address at Shechem starts Joshua chapter twenty four, just to give you some idea. Okay. So are you ready? Yes. Joshua said to all the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says long ago, your forefathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham set uh, at Nahor lived beyond the river. Uh, this river he's talking about is the Euphrates mm -hmm. um, and worshiped other gods. But I took your father, Abraham from the land beyond the river and led him throughout Canaan and gave him many descendants. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. I assigned the hill country of Seir to Esau, but Jacob and his sons went down to Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron and afflicted the Egyptians by what I did there and brought you out. When I brought your forefathers out of Egypt, you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued them with chariots and horsemen as far as the Red Sea. Uh, but they cried to the Lord for help, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians. He brought the sea over them and covered them. You saw with your own eyes what I did to the Egyptians, and then you lived in the desert for a long time. I brought you to the land of the Amorites who lived east of the Jordan. They fought against you, but I gave them into your hands. I destroyed them from before you, and you took possession of their land. When Balak, son of Zip Zippor, the king of Moab, prepared to fight against Israel, he sent for Balaam, son of Beor, to put a curse on you. But I would not listen to Balaam. So he blessed you again and again, and I delivered you out of his hand. 
Then you crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. The citizens of Jericho fought against you and did also the Amorites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hittites, Girgashites, Hivites, and Jebusites. But I gave them into your hands. I sent the hornet ahead of you, which drove them out before you. Also the two Amorite kings. You did not do it with your own sword and bow. I gave you, so I gave you a land on which you did not toil and cities you did not build and you live in them and eat from vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all your faithfulness. Throw away uh, the gods of your forefathers worshipped beyond the river in Egypt, Euphrates, before Abraham, right? Mm -hmm. And serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Okay, so that's Joshua. So let me get this straight. The Jews, it's like, you know, instead of working hard and building up your own empire, go and take somebody else's. That's what they did. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the moral of of, of Joshua's story. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. Okay, so the people answered, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord and serve other gods. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our forefathers up out of Egypt from the land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among all the nations through which we've traveled. Traveled. I don't know. When I travel places, I don't fucking kill everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we went down to to Florida there for a bit. We didn't kill a single person. No, didn't. Uh, And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. We, too, will serve the Lord because he is our God. Joshua said to the people, you are not able to serve the Lord. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you after he has been good to you. Uh So Joshua's like trying to scare them and test them. Uh, But the people, which is weird because what are they supposed to say now? Like, oh, I'm going to turn against him now just in case. (laughs) I mean, the same fate awaits (laughs) whether they do it now or they do it later, the same fate awaits them. So like the whole idea of making people follow what they like, the path they wanted them to follow was scaring them into doing it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this fear tactics are really gross. They use them. They've used them for thousands of years. The fear tactics have been used to control populations and they still do it now um, in modern Christianity in Mm -hmm. I mean, in modern religion in general, I mean, Islam is full of fear. Christianity is full of fear um, and Judaism is full of fear. So, I mean, it's it's really terrible. It's like psychologically like harm harmful to people. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like the the basic way that the Bible is written to, you know, impart the knowledge and to teach people the theology mm-hmm. is is in itself abusive. Yeah, I agree. So, okay. The people said to Joshua, no, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, we are witnesses. They replied. Now then said Joshua, throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. 
And the people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God and obey him. So uh, on that day, Joshua made a covenant for the people at Shechem and he drew up for them decrees and laws. And Joshua recorded those things in the book of the law of God. Then he took a large stone and set it up under the oak tree near the holy place of the Lord. See, he said to all of his people, this stone will be a witness against us. It has heard all the words the Lord has said to us. It will be a witness against you if you are untrue to your God. Then Joshua sent the people away, each to his own inheritance. Okay. And that's the end of the story for today. Oh, and that's the end. Yeah. So Joshua resolves the conflicts and mm-hmm. tells them, hey, keep your committed commitments, whatever to God. <laughs> and, commitments. And whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep it. And then God won't fuck you up. And yeah. here's a, would they plant a tree? A stone. Here's a stone. I wrote on it with God's dick. He didn't write on it. Oh. He wrote the laws in a book, and then he basically set up a stone. He placed a stone under the oak, um, under the oak tree near the holy place of the Lord. Here's a stone underneath the oak tree. Don't forget it. <laughs> God'll fuck you up. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So next week. You ready? Yes. Are we going to get into some a little bit more interesting of a story? Because, like, I don't know. This this whole, you know, oh, we're about to throw up another Civil War thing between the Crips and the Blood Jews. Well, yeah, so we're going to have... boring a little. Yes, yeah, so we're going to have more conquest next week. Does that help? Ooh, more conquest. Yeah, and this one is actually really, really short. Um, so we're going to have some more conquest next week, and there's going to be a whole bunch of failures. A whole bunch of failures. Uh, it's probably because he's in old age now. He's probably going to die soon. Oh, Joshua dies at the beginning next week. Oh, he dies at the very beginning next week. Oh, yeah. very anticlimactic Bible. Yeah. <laughs> so there are there are actually three burials next week. Three? Mm-hmm. For Joshua? No. Did they, oh, I was, I was like, they bury what? him, then they dig him up, and then they bury him again, and then they're like, ah, fuck, put him back in the ground. No, one for Joshua, and then there are two, well... One for Joshua, another person dies, mm-hmm. and one for bones they've brought with them. Wait a second. Bones? Yeah. You remember Joseph? Joseph, like... The brother in Egypt? Yeah. Yeah. They brought his bones... Remember, they brought his bones with them. Oh, I... No. I, I... This entire time, I did not know they were carrying around the box of bones of Moses' brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mo- Joseph wasn't Moses's brother. Moses's Just, brother was Aaron, and they buried right. Aaron in a cave. Right. Joseph, uh, remember, Joseph was the son that the, the the his brothers let be kidnapped and taken off, and he ended up like basically ruling Egypt. Oh yeah, wasn't was was Joseph the one that that no Joseph Jacob was renamed Israel. Yeah. And then Joseph was his son yeah. and they went to Egypt and it, it, Joseph's the reason why they were enslaved. Mm-hmm. And then Joseph. Joseph. Joseph's not the reason they were enslaved. Well, Joseph was helping the Egyptian ruler rule and then they were saving up a whole bunch of grain and everything like that. And then yes. the Jews gave themselves over to be enslaved. Because it's the Jews' fault that they were enslaved. They gave themselves okay, over so, as property. Okay, so, um, but it's that Joseph. Yes. And then, 
That Joseph is the father of Moses? No. No? Well, so if you remember um, in, I think it was in Genesis, uh, Joseph told his brothers that he was about to die, um, but that God was surely going to take care of them and bring them up from from Egypt. Uh, because it was an, he promised Abraham and Isaac to and and Jacob that um, that he would bring them to the Holy Land, right? So Joseph knew when he died that they would be taken out of Egypt. So it's kind of like a foreshadowing. Well, so he tells them because he doesn't want to be buried in exile away from his people. Mm-hmm. So he tells them, um, you know take my bones, bring my bones with you. And so Moses makes sure that when they leave, they take Joseph's bones. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Joseph, Joseph, so Joseph, if you don't remember, was sold into bondage into is in or to Egypt, right. By his, by his siblings, by mm -hmm. his brothers. And that was the very beginning of the captivity of the family of Israel in Egypt. Right. But I, I mean, like the like from the time when Joseph lived to the time of Joseph uh, Moses, four hundred years. Four. So they held on to bones for four hundred years. Well, so probably the bones were probably buried or in some kind of not necessarily buried in the ground, but his bones were probably they could have been in the ground, but he was buried somewhere. Right. His body was laid somewhere in Egypt. And so four hundred years later, they dug his ass up. Or took him from wherever he was. Yes, right. because he asked to be. I mean, that's it's one hell of a promise to keep right there. I mean, I would think just, you know, maybe a couple generations and people would be like, I don't give a fuck about Joseph. Fuck that guy. <laughs> He's the reason why we're here in the first place, you know. Well, I mean, it was in, it was important to them. So that's what they did. He was part of, he was part of the family. He was the initial person who was sold into Egypt. He, and... So, yeah. Why the fuck do they have bones? Like, I don't care how old they are, whose they are. They're just carrying around fucking bones. It just seems fucking weird. Anyways, bury the bones of Joseph. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, um, yeah, so they did that. And then so, and somebody else dies. Aaron, Aaron, one of Aaron's actually, I think it's Aaron's last son. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Nice. Anyways, so, heathens, I guess you'll have to catch us next time, next week. Same Bible time, same Bible channel. Yes. Don't forget <laughs> to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.